Six lessons on fighting burnout from Boston's biggest hospital leaders at Mass General share their approach to supporting employees through the pandemic. Research shows that employee burnout is an organizational issue as well as an individual one. Managing it is challenging enough even when the world isn't in the midst of a pandemic. But in these times, if your workers are on the front lines of an ongoing crisis, how do you keep them from becoming exhausted and unproductive? As leaders in the Department of Emergency Medicine at Massachusetts General Hospital, MGH, in Boston, we have supported clinicians, nurses, and the administrative and support staff as they've cared for patients throughout the pandemic. From our past experiences addressing burnout at hospitals, and given the sheer magnitude of the COVID-19 crisis, we realized that burnout was a major risk. So we leaned into what we knew to create pandemic-specific strategies to support our employees. Additionally, to better understand how our efforts affected our staff's well-being, we conducted an anonymized survey of the 60 faculty physicians in our emergency department, ED. We plan to validate our findings with other employees next. Our preliminary results indicate that although burnout has increased during the pandemic, the trend at MGH is not as pronounced as in other hospital emergency departments in the United States. Furthermore, many of our physicians actually reported greater job satisfaction, praising the institution's strong leadership, effective communication, and success securing adequate resources. While there are no easy answers or surefire solutions to burnout during a crisis, we hope that sharing our approach will help other organizations, both within the healthcare industry and beyond. Below, we describe the key strategies we've used. They fall into six categories that align with the factors that, according to psychologists Christina Maslach and Michael Leiter, drive employee engagement and reduce burnout, rewarding work, autonomy, fairness and transparency, a reasonable workload, a sense of community, and consistent values. 1. Rewarding work making work fulfilling is essential to preventing burnout. Financial rewards are part of this. So we've maintained salaries and our incentive payment structure, but emotional rewards are also an important and effective tool for keeping employees motivated. Consequently, we've made a concerted effort to reinforce the message that everyone's work is meaningful and appreciated. We began by providing frequent updates on COVID-19 patients' positive outcomes after they left our ED and received additional treatment. We also increased our efforts to collect feedback from grateful patients and share it with employees who otherwise might never hear it. Our survey showed that emphasizing the importance of caring for COVID-19 patients and providing the staff with positive feedback directly from those patients has been key to maintaining employees' resilience. In addition, we found that physicians reported greater well-being when they were able to have ongoing, rewarding interactions with patients and their families. Despite the constraints of physical distancing guidelines, to recreate the positive impact of in-person communication when family members could not be at the hospital, we implemented a video conferencing system that allowed them to communicate with our teams remotely. We also enlisted a team of Spanish-speaking physician volunteers to serve as interpreters for high-stakes conversations when language barriers were an issue. Thinking about what types of human interactions made work rewarding before the pandemic and finding creative ways to preserve those moments while adhering to new safety protocols, has been essential to keeping our staff engaged through the crisis. 2. Autonomy The restrictions associated with the pandemic have seriously impeded many people's sense of control over their lives, and that can have a major impact on job satisfaction. To address this, 
we took a three-pronged approach. First, it's hard to feel in control if you don't feel safe. So we implemented basic but vital safety measures, along with everyone at MGH. All of our staff had access to adequate personal protective equipment, PPE, and routine covered testing, and we modified ED operations to decrease the risk of virus exposure as much as possible. Second, we intentionally gave people choices in how they adjusted to the new reality. For example, we introduced a virtual care option to decrease face-to-face -face contact but emphasized to our team that it was optional. Physicians and nurses could use the new system if they wanted, but they didn't have to. Third, we invited everyone to participate in solving the new challenges presented by the pandemic. When one employee suggested that a plexiglass wall with built-in gloves could help staff care for patients more safely and effectively, we quickly implemented the idea. That simultaneously improved a key work process and demonstrated that individuals' contributions could make a real impact. When so much feels out of control, these three strategies, providing robust protection from infection, giving people options, and welcoming their input, have helped our employees feel more autonomous and less burned out. 3. Fairness and transparency in the face of all the fear and uncertainty associated with the pandemic. People want to know that at the very least. They are being treated fairly. One of the most effective ways to offer reassurance about that is through clear and transparent communication. All too often, leaders withhold difficult information from their staff, issuing top-down directives without taking the time to clearly communicate their reasoning, listen to people's needs, or ensure equitable treatment of different groups. But especially in times of crisis, that's the wrong approach. Even if you can't provide all the answers your people want to hear, it's better to openly share what is, and is not, known than to stay quiet and let employees speculate on what is being discussed behind closed doors. With that reasoning in mind, we took several steps to increase transparency within our department. Early in the pandemic, we began sending out near-daily email updates to our entire staff. Those updates provided guidance on changes to operations and clinical care practices. Explanations of how departmental leadership was approaching the difficult choices we faced, and detailed data on COVID-19 case trends. We also initiated twice-daily in-person rounds in which our leadership team checked in with frontline doctors and nurses to address pressing concerns and discuss rapidly evolving protocol changes. Many of our employees were so busy that there was no way they could keep up with everything via email. Finally, we increased the frequency of virtual faculty meetings and began holding weekly department-wide virtual learning sessions, giving employees at all levels a chance to connect and share new ideas. Transparency and fairness were at the heart of our plans for allocating resources. When it came to distributing our limited PPE and vaccine supplies, MGH tried very hard to avoid even the perception of special treatment for any group and we broadly publicized the criteria we were using to make decisions. Employees were given PPE solely according to their level of exposure. Senior clinicians received the same exact PPE as the cleaning staff. When vaccines became available, everyone physically working in our ED was immediately eligible to receive one, regardless of their role. Those strategies have paid off. In our surveys, respondents listed frequent communication and transparent fair decision-making among the key factors that help them maintain trust in our institution and stay engaged with their work. 4. Reasonable workload right-sizing employee workloads for maximum productivity is always a delicate balancing act. You want to give people enough to do to avoid boredom, 
but not so much that they're overworked. Striking the right balance is especially tricky during a crisis. For many individuals, the pandemic has made each hour on the job significantly more stressful and challenging than before, so it would be unrealistic and counterproductive to expect their performance to remain at pre-pandemic levels. At MGH, though, with fears about the virus mounting, we began receiving fewer ED patients. That was part of a nationwide trend. Research shows that many people with complaints unrelated to COVID-19 became less willing to visit emergency rooms. Nonetheless, we opted to keep ED staffing levels constant. In normal times, there were usually two attending physicians in our critical care pod during the busiest times of day, but we had increased that number to three just before the pandemic hit. Our decision not to alter that meant that every physician on our team had fewer total patients and could put more energy into caring for each one. Although such a strategy may seem financially illogical, we recognized that patient interactions were now more time-consuming, because of the need to don PPE and follow other new safety requirements, and more emotionally taxing, because of the challenges of treating such an unfamiliar disease. The reduced patient load allowed staff members to mentally recharge, prepare for the tough demands on them, and be more effective in the long run. Thinking carefully about what you ask of employees is vital for avoiding burnout. In our case, as the pandemic changed what could be considered a reasonable workload, our policies had to change to keep up. 5. A sense of community Although physical distancing has prohibited many traditional forms of interaction, maintaining a sense of community among employees has never been more important, and without the opportunity for casual workplace encounters. Leaders must be intentional about formally supporting efforts to keep people engaged with their teams. To that end, we have implemented several initiatives focused on helping our teams feel more connected, in addition to increasing the frequency of faculty meetings and other forms of formal and informal staff communication. Our department launched weekly virtual wellness sessions, generally not attended by leadership, in which employees could freely discuss whatever was on their minds without their managers listening in. We also encouraged greater cross-departmental collaboration. One example involved a series of meetings where people in less hard-hit parts of the hospital could brainstorm ways to provide help and resources to the ED and other units most affected by COVID-19. In response, our employees said that they felt the organization had successfully fostered a sense of community that went beyond typical work silos, helping them feel closer to and more supported by their colleagues. In fact, Approximately two-thirds of our survey respondents reported feeling a greater sense of unity and collective purpose than they had before the pandemic, suggesting that our community-building initiatives have bolstered their emotional well-being. 6. Consistent values Demonstrating consistent values means ensuring that an organization's decisions and work environment are aligned with the goals and values espoused by its leaders. This is essential for avoiding burnout as there is no surer path to a disillusioned workforce than the perception that those in charge are hypocrites. Throughout the crisis, our department's most deeply held values have been service and safety. Our paramount goal has been taking great care of patients while keeping our employees out of harm's way, even if the organization pays a financial price. Those values aligned with our hospital's decision to cancel elective surgeries very early on, despite the negative impact on revenue. They also drove MGH to convert most of our hospital units into dedicated COVID-19 treatment areas, allowing our ED staff to focus on treating the sickest patients and then, once they were stable, 
efficiently transfer them to the appropriate inpatient care units. This strategy enabled us to provide optimal care for new patients while also reducing crowding in our ED, and it ensured that both employees and patients were able to maintain appropriate physical distancing. Crises always create stress. That was certainly the case when the pandemic hit Boston and our ED was tasked with caring for patients suffering from a poorly understood, deadly, and highly contagious new disease. But even under extreme circumstances, there are actions that can keep stress from morphing into burnout, and although they will look different depending on your hospital, or your industry, the fundamental principle is universal, the best way to prevent burnout and attrition is to empower people to perform their jobs effectively, in an environment that is safe and supportive, when organizations foster this kind of positive workplace, whether in person or remotely, staff members remain engaged and productive even in the face of a crisis as volatile as a global pandemic.